0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Grits and the Gospel. I'm Reverend Katie Griffiths, and it is great to be with you today on this fifth Sunday after Epiphany. It is February 4th, 2024, and we are on the march to Ash Wednesday, Lent, and Easter. And um, we will have several new and um, extra episodes during that time, and I look forward to being a part of your worship life during Lent and Easter. Uh, so be on the lookout for some um, different and new episodes here on Grits in the Gospel. But today, let us come together in a posture of prayer and worship as we begin this fifth Sunday after after Epiphany. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us begin by reading the Psalm lesson for today. It is uh, Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11, and then ending with verse 20. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars. He gives them. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. He, his understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds, prepares the rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us now say together the words of the Apostles' Creed as we confirm to one another what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven, but sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us come together now in a time of prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you now just so thankful that you lift us up. And not just this generation, but For thousands of years, you have been lifting people up, giving them hope, and pointing them toward a life filled with love and hope and faith, and not one that is downtrodden. We thank you for that witness and for that model of how we can help others today. and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This week we are continuing our gospel reading from the gospel of Mark. The first chapter tells of the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And so we are in verses 29 through 39 today. Hear now the words of the gospel according to Mark. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all whom were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to his deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I know it's hard to believe, but I used to be a cheerleader. And I'm not talking about just in high school. My very first Halloween, when I was just two and a half months old, my parents dressed me up like an Auburn cheerleader and put me on my grandparents' front porch. They rang the doorbell and hid in the bushes. And when my grandparents opened the door, there was little Katie, her first of many days as a cheerleader. I can still remember some of my old high school cheers. The motions and the words still can be recalled if needed. Not only do I remember my high school cheers, but now, don't be too shocked, I can still do all the Auburn cheers as well. I went to so many sporting events as a child. All of those things were ingrained in my memory. In both the psalm and in the verses today in Mark, we see God as an encourager and helper It is that encouragement that reminds me not of cheering for a team, but being a cheerleader for each other. In the psalm today, we heard phrases like, The Lord builds up Jerusalem. We see him gathering the outcasts and healing the brokenhearted. The psalm even tells us to do a cheer or something like it. We're supposed to sing and make melodies and use lyres. That sounds like cheers in a marching band to me. I love that he also gives us an excuse not to run fast. As long as we hope in him, that is what brings him delight. One phrase that we use in both the Psalm and the Mark text stood out to me. Psalm one forty seven six says that the Lord lifts up the downtrodden. And then in Mark, when Simon's mother-in-law is sick, he heals her by taking her hand and lifting her up. In Mark, we see a physical illness healed. But can you imagine that she was probably downtrodden as well? Have you ever been sick with a fever? I don't get sick a lot. I've had the flu once in my life that I can remember. It was miserable. I was very downtrodden. Fever makes you cold and hot all at the same time. It takes your energy and leaves you feeling helpless. Sometimes those same feelings can happen when you are broken, hearted, or downtrodden, just like in the psalm. Even if you're just witnessing the suffering, like Simon was witnessing his mother-in-law's fever, it can bring those same feelings. When you're on the men, and when you finally feel like eating or getting out of bed, or do you remember how that feels? It's relief and hope. That hope that we find in the psalm, and the hope that Simon's mother in law shows by serving them in thanks. For Jesus, it is what started to draw people to him. After he lifted her up out of the fever, word spread that he could perform this miracle and all who were sick or possessed with demons came to be lifted up. And don't miss the fact that he healed someone close to his disciples before he started healing the masses. Simon became his best witness to the greatness of Jesus and the cheerleader for his ministry because he was directly affected by his first healing. And not only did Jesus heal, but he continued casting out demons. I still find it interesting that the demons were continually the ones that recognized Jesus as the Messiah, Messiah, even when the people did not. We said it in last week's lesson as well. It's the demons that recognize the power of Jesus long before the people do. Last week in verse 24, the unclean spirit and not that man that was healed said this. What have you to do with Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And here in verse 34 of the same chapter, Mark tells us that Jesus cast out many demons and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. The entirety of verse 6 in Psalm 147 says this, The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He cast the wicked to the ground. Jesus not only fulfills prophecies, but he brings to life those psalms, the demons know him and he casts them out then he lifts up and heals the one the ones who need him most the ones that are most afflicted by the demons isn't that what we're all called to do jesus was not just fulfilling the scripture and bringing it to life he was modeling what it means to be a faithful believer Help lift those up in need. Whether it's outcasts or the sick or the downtrodden, we are to gather them and lift them up. We are called to lift people's spirits and show them the hope that comes with faith in God. It can be hard work to take on other people's demons. So he also models taking a break. For personal spiritual renewal. This is one I need to hear. And since the psalm tells me I don't have to run fast, I think I'll stick with the mark text and go off and pray. Find renewal and prayer time so you can get right back at it. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He healed, He helped, He lifted up, and then He rested. He rested so he could continue to heal and teach. And because of that hope and help that he was giving, people were searching for him, hunting him down, as a matter of fact. They were so desperate to get his help that they searched him out. Shouldn't that be how we are as a church and as believers to those around us? People should hear the news of how we are lifting people up from feeling like outcasts to a life of hope and they should seek us out. We cannot do that if all we do is go off by ourselves and pray. It takes the work that requires the renewal. It takes working with those who are downtrodden and those who feel alone and outcast. We cannot skip that step and expect people to come seek us out. There are plenty of outcasts in the world around us. There are plenty of people who are downtrodden and hurt. We need to help lift them up and give them hope. Hope is what can help them believe in the one who heals us and helps us when we are wrestling our own demons. I've had people to cheer me on in life to lift me up when I was down, or help me heal when I was sick. There are people who believe in me even when I don't believe in myself. There are also times when God uses me to be a cheerleader for others, when they don't feel like they have hope or even just need a little boost. I I was not the first cheerleader in my family. My grandfather was a cheerleader in high school, too. He cheered for the Lanier Poets. Yep. You heard that right. The pen is mightier than the sword at the high school named for the famous Georgia poet, Sidney Clopton Lanier. We did some of the same cheers decades apart in our high school cheerleading days. And we did the same cheers at Auburn football games, well past our days of jumping up and down. It seems the tried and true words are the ones that work through the decades, no matter what the time of life. The lifting up of outcasts worked in the time of David. The lifting up of the sick worked in the time of Jesus. And the lifting up of those who feel most isolated can help bring them back to a life of hope today. It is at the table that we are all lifted up. No matter what is going on outside these walls, we can find an uplifting in the breaking of bread together and in the time of prayer and renewal. I hope that you at home have a church where you can go and break bread at a communion table. As we will be gathering at Bethlehem United Methodist Church, together to be renewed in the sacrament of communion, and as you gather in your place of worship to be renewed in the sacrament of communion, let us all be lifted up by the power and the assurance of God and his hope of things to come. Amen. As you go through your week, it is my hope that you will... Be lifted up and find others that need lifting. That you will reach out your hand and help to lift someone up in hope and in faith. Because in life in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.